The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, and evening. I was well. Billy DeVore, and sitting across from me as always is... Hey. It's me, Lee Michael Cameron. How you guys doing? New nasty boys and girls across the whole world. Hey, they're good. Sound like they're doing pretty well. They're doing pretty good. I like that rhythm that you had to open up there with, man. Thanks. Didn't yeah. feel choppy. No, it didn't feel choppy at all. Like it was just like nice Walter Concrete. Here is the boom. Yeah, I liked <laughs> it, man. It was pretty good. I would Thank put uh, I would put good money on it that that was one of the best intros you've ever done. Now, where could I find the odds for that? Um, uh, we'll get down to the short and skivvies, baby. It's my bookie. Whoa. Cool. My bookie.ag. <laughs> you know that they've been supporting our podcast, man. Um, uh, a game, it's 10 times more exciting when you're putting money on it. Yeah, that's it just a fact. I know I'm, any kind of game would be exciting right now, but once Dang. baseball starts coming up, I mean, especially if we're playing them in front of uh, the games are not played in front of an audience, mm-hmm. you're going to need to be watching this and to pump it up somehow. So throw some money on the game, baby. Uh, betting on the team because they're my team. That's kind of my play. Yeah. I'm a real homer. Regardless of what your play is, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little bit of money and win a lot, try a parlay. Mm. Okay? If you like the big favorites for this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing. Don't be a big old dumbass. Go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. Makes that shit more fun. And if you join now, Bill, what are they going to do for us? I think they're going to double your first deposit. They're going to double it. Zoinks. What? They're going to double your first deposit. If you use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer, that's promo code CHAIR. And it's going to double your cash, baby. (laughs) Visit mybookie.ag today. Use promo code CHAIR. They're going to double your first deposit. So if you put in a honey bunny, that means they're going to have two Two honey honey bunnies, bunnies. which is pretty good. MyBookie, you play, you win, you You get get paid. paid. Fuck yeah. Thanks, MyBookie. You you guys rule. Thanks for being here for so long. You know, I just feel safe with them. I do. I feel safe and at home. Do you feel safe in your home? That's a good question. Actually, I don't. You don't? No. I live in Newport. No, I... Yeah, well, I live in Over the Ride. It's... Yeah, I have a broken window. Oh, shit. Yeah, no one knows that. Well, now 12 people know that. Shh, be cool. You know what? With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune. Or there's the other way. Simply safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection. Two-time winner of CNET... Editor's Choice Award. Beautiful. Big deal. Big fucking deal. Huge deal. They're not playing around. Simply Safe blankets your home with home and safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you when anyone approaching when anyone is approaching your home. Ding Ent- dong. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard inside. That's top notch. Dude, it's great. It could even work on a broken window. It could even work on a broken window. That I don't know if that's true. But Simply Safe will answer that question. Yeah, because it's easy to set up. So easy. You know, you, you'll barely notice it's there. But what's truly remarkable is you can set this system up all by yourself. That's all it takes. Anyone can do it. It takes 30 minutes to an hour tops, and there's absolutely no trade-offs to your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice, 24-7. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. It's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. Yeah. Go to simplysafe.com slash team. And you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You have nothing to lose besides the things and the loved ones in your home. <laughs> Which is a lot. That's a lot, you know? So go now and be sure to go to simplysafe.com slash team. That's simplysafe.com slash 
team, baby. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You know what? They do a great job. They do a good job. They do. They do a really good job. Job, man. They do a really good job. You know, with a lot of people entering into our new world that will open up for some places May 1st, I bet there's a bunch of people out there looking for a job. There's a lot of people looking for a job, and if you're listening to this, maybe you got a side hustle, maybe you run your own business, and there's a lot of people, there's going to be a lot of positions that need to be filled. Yeah. So whether you're looking for a job or you're looking to hire, uh, we know the place to go. Uh, The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. Yeah. So when you need to find the next person to help you grow, grow your business... You know where you go in? LinkedIn Jobs? LinkedIn Jobs will match the right talent with your open role fast. Um, yeah, LinkedIn. It it rules. I, I used <laughs> it when I first got into the workforce. It helped yeah. me at least land some job interviews and networks and everything That's like that. That's huge. Um, it's asking me what features on the LinkedIn Jobs do I think are the most valuable for people looking to hire. Well, I mean, it, it's kind of, you, you can't bullshit on LinkedIn. No. You can fib on Facebook. You can fib on Instagram. But with LinkedIn, it's all pretty filtered through. Mm-hmm. It's just one or two clicks away from being able to cite whatever job this person said that they worked. Yep. So if you're going to hire and you want to filter through some of the BS, LinkedIn is the way you to go. What's really nice is you can see when someone looks at your profile. So that's like, oh, I might have a prospect here at this company. Yeah, and this is wild. Some of these numbers, there's 675 million members worldwide. Worldwide. They're over half a billion worldwide on this LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, mm-hmm. adaptability, things that don't necessarily show up on a flow chart. Nope. You know what I'm saying? The intangibles, as a coach would say. Chart that flow. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of a qualified candidate who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire. People with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It is no it is no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds. Eight seconds on LinkedIn. Eight seconds using LinkedIn. And why companies rate LinkedIn the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Number one, baby. The best. In the game, LinkedIn. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit LinkedIn.com slash team. Again, that's LinkedIn.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you, LinkedIn. And use LinkedIn Jobs when hiring your next employee. That's perfect. So every three shot clocks, there's three shot clocks that could go through in the NBA. Yeah. And someone got hired. Or, yeah, a shot clock is 24. Or, right? Yeah, so it's three people, three got, people got get hired, hired per shot clock. Man, I totally did the numbers backwards. And then what? Eight times seven is 56? Yeah. So that's seven and a half people get hired every minute yeah. on LinkedIn. Wow. Yeah, and we're going to need it, baby. Seven people and a child get hired through LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, there it is. <laughs> seven people and a midge. You know how... <laughs> a little midgey midge. Uh, you know how, like, uh, people would make their, like... Like, I saw when, like, this was, a, like, seven years ago or whatever, people, like, would have kids. Yeah. And then the first thing they would do is make a Facebook for that kid. Yeah. And, like, pass it down to him. Yeah. Do you think that's happened with LinkedIn? Do you think that's a thing that could happen? People start kids LinkedIn when they're really, really young. Like, yeah. my son's going to be the best businessman in the country. Yeah, my son's going to be the best businessman because he went to a private preschool. Sounds miserable. Yeah. But I'm sure that there are people whose resumes are being primped by the time they're like eight, ten years old. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, younger. Like everyone thinks if they don't get into the right element, private elementary school, their kids screwed forever. Poor people. Well, that's wasps' nature. <laughs> that is what it is. Wasps. Wasps. Yeah. Wasp. What's wasp stand for again? White Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly white Anglo-Saxon Protestant wasp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, I forgot about a wasp. That's a great acronym. Thank you. I, I pulled it out after I stumbled through it, but I found it. Wasps, hard to say. Yeah, no, it's true. Do you think that with the aftermath of all of this, that people are going to find a new phrase, a new greeting than how you doing? 
Are, are they just going to short? How are, or at least in this era right now, it's weird when you come in. It's like, how are you? How mm-hmm. you doing? Because everyone's kind of in the same boat. Oh you just shorten it up. Just what? What's up? You okay? Yeah, that's a good one. You all right? I just say, I just say to people when I like mess people when I message them, I just go, uh, "Hey, how you holding up?" Yeah, how you holding up is good. Because then it's just a genuine question of like, "This sucks." Assuming, but how are you managing? Ass- assuming it? you're not doing very well, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, then you exactly. Just go, how you holding up? Yeah, exactly. You're just cutting out the middleman. How you holding up? Yeah, I think that's just going to be my standard greeting from now on. Because how you doing is everyone's like, fine. Yeah, I'm doing good. fine. And you can judge a lot off of those two words. Like, I'm good. And they're like, okay, I'm fine. I'm not going to fuck with you. Yeah. Like, I'm just not. So no one ever just says, I'm bad. Me? Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, it's, you know, when somebody says, how you doing? How you, how's it going? Yeah. And every now and again, depending on what mood you're in, if you're in a fragile enough state, you'll just, like, tell them how you're doing. I've <laughs> been there. And they're just like, whoa, I... Didn't really fucking ask. <laughs> I didn't did I really care. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. but that euphemism. Yeah, how you doing? How's it going? Yeah, how are you? How you? I mean, up? Uh, yeah, how you holding up? A changing of verbiage here in this time of quarantine. Yeah. Well, Bill, how are you holding up? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, you seem to be doing well. I'm doing great. I mean, you're staying super busy with work. Yeah, it's good. And I mean, the diet, and you've got this place. It's like a big enough space that you. Do I'm sure there's a little cleaning that has to be be done. Yeah, dishes and then reorganizing after workspace on yeah. the couch I mean, and everything. A leash, a leash dog vacuumed and uh, made killer made the soup and she made uh, this awesome coconut milk, awesome Indian soup that I love. And then she made egg roll in a bowl. Damn, it just tastes just like an egg roll without the without the fried goodness around yeah. it. Yeah. But egg roll filling, essentially. It's, yeah, it's so good. Uh, hell yeah, that sounds Dude, so good. It's awesome. It's, I need a big pot for soup making. Yeah? I don't have a pot. And I yeah. lost the crock pot in the divorce. Oh, that's a bummer. Crock yeah. pots are great. Yeah. It was a pressure cooker, but same thing. They're the, they are the same. Yeah. Uh, you know, I found with the difference between my crock pot and my pressure cooker... I get when I pressure cook something like I pressure cooked ribs, yeah, and then I crock potted my ribs. More flavor from my crock pot, really, because it's got more time to steep and everything. Yeah, for you know, sure, soaking all those flavors. God, I made some great ribs the other day. You would have been really proud of me. Ooh, how'd you do it? I just put them. I just let them marinate for like twelve hours. Perfect. Olive oil. Smash little holes in them, olive oil, little butter, mm. and then just, you know, just run them through the herb garden. Yeah. Just a bunch of herbs and just kept them in the fridge for a mm. day. And then uh, just got a cast iron skillet really, really hot. Oh. And just hit them on each side and then threw them in the oven. Ooh, fuck yeah. yeah it you was reverse great. Yeah, reverse it. pan seared. That's beautiful. And it was great because they came out and they were just like extra crisp. Oh, it was mm. so good. God, Ooh, sounds, they were good. That sounds so good. Man, I have found that I can't get full. Like Dude. I, I've been exercising a lot and then during the day doing that manual labor, like that yeah. does burn through some calories. But I've just been, I'm just a hungry little hoe. Dude, I'm the complete opposite. I yeah. am not hungry. Yeah. I'm just... I'm not eating necessarily when I'm hungry. I guess it's also the classic hunger comes... Hunger can creep into your brain sometimes when you're just bored. bored. Yep. Like hunger, boredom. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you and I seem to be doing pretty well. Yeah. Like physically. Yeah, we're I'm, I'm getting sleep. I'm drinking less. I'm eating better. I'm working out more. Yeah. I wonder the people that are going to come out and it's just like, goddamn. You're a mess. You got got. Oh, wow. Here yeah. we go. Call in. Put him on speaker. Call in, Hello, man. Hello, Daniel Samet. You were on the New Nasty Boys podcast with Lee and Billy. Welcome. Oh, wow. That's that's really good. I was actually calling you about baseball related things, so I'm down. All okay. Right. What's up, man? What do you got for us, Danny uh, boy? Uh, some really exciting news from the world of baseball uh, in that I'm currently watching Joey Gallo play in the uh, Players Tournament at the show, and he is hilarious right now. Oh, hell he's yeah. it? Uh, yeah, he's 9-0, and and he's playing Boba Set right now. Oh. And he's up 4-0 in the top of the first. Is he funny? <laughs> oh, he's great. He uh, he comes up to bat. He's like, oh, big dog's up. And then the first pitch, he swings and whiffs on a cutter. He goes, oh, well, that's weird. <laughs> Dude, I didn't, need, I didn't need more of a reason to love Joey Gallo. Oh, huh, right? that's weird. Five, okay, it's 5-0 or 6-0 now. 
Dude, he's just destroying Boba Fett. This is really great. That's right. Um, in other news from the baseball world, uh, the fastest pitch I saw in the Chinese game I watched the other day was 88 miles per hour. That We were just talking about that, dude. That's so wild. Dude, we're just the same person. 88. Not chill. Yeah, well, was that South Korea that we were watching together on uh, on Tuesday? I was watching China the other day. Oh, that was Chinese baseball? Yeah, with the mascot steaming jerseys in the background. Yes. So what what do you think, other than just, you know, the distance and perhaps a pay cut and the culture, everything, what is keeping fringe major league players from just going over and dominating in China? I mean, I don't know, man. I think it's a, it's a pretty terrific culture shock and the reality is it's like it's uh it's a lot tougher to get back over here you know it's like if you play your way through the system you're definitely on a high on a better radar than you are if you're in china like even if you're a fringe guy and like it's a ball like you still have more eyes on you yeah that's that's very true yeah i mean oh god Billy gallo yeah what do you just do Oh, never mind. I thought he hit a dinger, but he didn't. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, it really is. Oh, he's pitching right now. Got it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what what book did you pick up today? Uh, today I picked up a book called Future Value, sub, sub, uh, subtitle, The Battle for Baseball Soul and How Teams Will Find the Next Superstar. And it's kind of if uh, MVP Machine was about player development, this is about the bridge between analytics and scouting. And it is by Eric Longerhagen of Fangraphs and Kylie McDaniel. <laughs> and uh, Kylie McDaniel of ESPN. That's is, dope. Uh, I'm very excited. Well, that rules. Exciting yeah. times for Mr. Danny. Yeah, really great. Like, really busy. I'm so busy, guys. Like, <laughs> I, like Honestly, like, it's a miracle that, like, A, you were able to get a hold of my agent because she's just dealing with so many calls right now. Yeah, we're thrilled to get you on here, Dan. I'm to, like, come on this podcast. Like, because you guys totally invited me on. I wasn't just calling you because I'm stoned and wanted to talk. (laughs) No, 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 no. Yeah, you're a very busy man charting. uh, Yeah, so busy. (laughs) Yeah, you've been charting career trajectories of, of Turner and Jose Altuve. I saw that. That was pretty cool. Well, so that was a... That was actually something that I kind of dove into from a USA thing because we were talking about speed today in the uh, USA Baseball PDP chat, and uh, they uh, there was it was a cool little uh, article referencing a bunch of Statcast stuff, and then uh, that led me to reminiscing on Billy Hamilton, and um, I guess my kind of recurring project this whole quarantine has been looking at catcher data, and. I was comparing all the modern catchers, and Bill, I know you and I have talked talked at length about this, about Yadi Molina. Yeah. So StatCast started fully tracking MLB in 2015. What do you think Yadi Molina's rank was as far as pop time in 2015? 2015, five years ago? Yeah. Like, where do you think Yadi Molina's arm was as far as, like, one through whatever? Thirteen. Three. Nineteen. Nineteen. Wow. I was blown away. So like, is he just was, uh, all footwork and, t- and body position and just, like, knowing when guys are going to, like... Yo, guys, so I know that Pornhub Premium is free <laughs> right now, but hot take, uh, you can watch this and jerk off to this as much as you want, and, like, no one will, like, think... Like, no one that looks at you, YouTube will think that, like... You're doing anything weird. So I watched a 15-minute highlight video the other day of JT Real Muto throwing out runners. Ooh. And I was just frothing. Just fully erect. Like, no, beyond that. Like, I, I, I looked like it, it turned into Shamu. It hurt. <laughs> it hurt. It was a lot happening. Oh. He, oh, my God. It was beautiful. So good. So who was number one in 2015? Oh, I don't even remember. I was just laughing about Yachty. <laughs> God, he sucks. God, look, okay, here's the thing. I really do respect the guy. Like, it's the same thing with Brandon Phillips. It's like, other teams hate Brandon Phillips. We love him. 
We hate Yachty. The Cardinals love him. We would love Yachty if he was a Red. We would hate Brandon Phillips if he was a Cardinal. You're very right. Yep. That's completely accurate. And that's a good perspective to keep. It's fun to hate these guys, but like what you said, you do need to have a level of respect for it. For sure. It's like, at the end of the day, like, we can't be hypocrites here. Like, okay, think like think about Barry Bonds. Oh, shit. Who was that? Was that Gallo or was that Bichette? Oh, Bichette with a monster double. Oh, turn it. Oh, God. He pulled a B and overran second and got tagged out. Dumbass. Moron. Bo Bichette and myself are uh, very similar players. Oh, uh, here's some news. Uh, my buddy Nick... He plays drums for the band Volumes. I guess he tweeted at Gavin Lux and said, if you're trying to be 9-1 and one at the show, let me know. Because Lux is in this tournament. And Lux followed him back and liked the tweet. So I think my boy is going to square up with Gavin Lux. Oh, that show. would be tight. Oh, that rules. Well, so that's a, that's a really big news break. Well, you saw, for the nasty boys. you saw my big news break. Tweeting at John Taffer. <laughs> That's so fucking funny, just dude. Tweeted at him like, "I wonder what John Taffer's doing during yeah. this quarantine." Oh, I bet he's just yelling at his pets to feel normal. Not the dogs. And then he just John Taffer responded, oh "Not the God. dogs, never the dogs, never the dogs." Jesus, the set just drilled one to straightaway center. Getting six four six three gallop. Damn, this wow. is a hell of a game. It really is. Well, that's rad. Well, we're gonna let you go so we can. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do, do like whatever you're actually talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. Talk about, talk about real baseball, please. I need to hear it. Oh, dude, we wish that we could, man. We were just saving, waiting for talking about the Korean baseball and Chinese baseball. I mean, that's <sighs> that's about it. Oh, I followed yeah. a, uh, I followed, was it Channel 11 on Twitter? It's the Chinese um, baseball channel that uh, broadcasts their games in English. Ooh. So that's fucking so cool right. that that even exists. They play at six thirty tomorrow morning. Oh Jesus! I know. Well, I'll be up at eight. I'll watch it. Yeah, I mean, I'll be up around then to watch catch the couple couple innings. So yeah, send me the link. I'll see you there. All right, I'll see you there. Love, love you, buddy. Danny boy. All right, love you, bye. See you, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah! What a treat. He's great, Danny Samet coming in. Love part that. of the media, part of everything. He's going to be on, come on and watch Game 6 with us. Hell yeah, can't wait. I've been saving him for that. That'll be perfect. Oh man, that'll be so fun. We get to watch one of the greatest World Series games of all time with Danny. I know, dude. Yeah, that makes me happy. It's going to rule. Oh yeah, that's going to be good. Man. That's crazy about Yachty. Yeah. And then he got vi- sidetracked very quickly. See, I said 13 because I thought it would be realistically like 8 or 9. Yeah. It, it, it like, the reason why he brought it up made me think that it wasn't high. But it also doesn't hugely shock me to see that he was kind of pedestrian. Yeah. I mean, they, there are just players in every sport that we kind of get lulled into this image of who they were. And it's largely in, if they just keep winning. Sure. If you were to look under, you know, Bumgarner or Posey's numbers, they would you, you might not be like, oh, yeah, all-time great. Right. But, I mean, you look at Buster Posey and you're like, the guy's got three rings, he's not even 30 Yeah, in that position. He's got to be elite. Exactly. You know, so you just kind of believe that. Right, where he dropped off the past two seasons. Yeah. Which is crazy. Look at, well, here's one that's crazy to think about is pool holes. Yeah. Ten years, with, or however, however long it's with the Cardinals, then signed that ten-year deal with the Angels. So crazy that they did that. And then he's dropped off dramatically. Of course he has. And we were even talking about it, like... There's a chance that Albert Pujols could go into the Hall of Fame with a naked ball cap. Which is would be a shame. It would be a huge shame. Yeah, because he's a cardinal. Yeah. Through and through, he went after the money, <coughs> got that last huge contract. Yeah, he then, made a quarter billion dollars. Right. And then now it's just like, well, they paid me, so I guess they could have the rights to it. Yeah, but, but no. No World Series. Made the no, playoffs once. Made the playoffs one time. No batting champion. I mean, no run at he he made a run at the triple crown like almost every year. Right, he was a monster. He was one of the best offensive players of all time when he was with the Cardinals. Yeah, and it sucked because it was inner division. Mm-hmm. But what a joy to watch! God, dude. it was insane. I I I based everything I did at the plate on Albert Pujols. 
Because he has a good eye, but not, I mean, but he doesn't draw a lot of walks. Mm-mm. Not He didn't used to. He would go up there and just hack. Yep. Sit in dead red, first pitch he liked, put it somewhere. Yep. If it's on the outside part of the plate, drive it into the that fucking seven and a half gap or yep. that eight and a half gap. Yep. You know, he just hit it where the ball was pitched. He was such a joy to watch play. Yeah, and now he's just a zero speed on MLB 20. Zero? Zero. Just can't run. Can't run. He's just just a light jog. Damn. It's hilarious. It's not that inaccurate. No, it's not at all. Which he you you know, and which brings up the question of Shohei. Like, he's your DH and he's your pitcher. So what do you do with pool holes? He's a liability to the field because yeah. he's so fat and slow at first. Yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting to think about and how much they're paying. Because it. Shohei is gonna get cleared to start pitching like he was by May. Yeah. So you know, if things could work out and the season starts in June, he could be in the rotation. Absolutely. How crazy is that? I would love that. That would make me so happy. Rendon, Trout, Shohei, old Pujols. Pujols in yeah. a 100-game season is a little bit better better yeah. outlook. Right. I think it'll be interesting, like, that 100-game season expanded rosters and see how much these older guys play and shit and what the players will agree to. But, like... Just the times of watching those games in Arizona and Florida. Yeah. I don't know. Like, normally for me, like, you know, I watch the 7-10 game, then I'll watch the 10-10, and I'll be like, oh, my West Coast team. And I look through, I'm like, oh, I will watch the Angels. Sure. They're fun as fuck. Absolutely. I'd watch the Angels any chance I got this year. Right. I'll watch any baseball I'd this w- year. I mean, Rendon by himself is one of my favorite players to watch. Yeah. He's such a fun player. God, they're, they're going to be. S- yeah. But they have zero pitching. None. None. So it'll their be, best pitcher is their third best hitter. It, yeah. <laughs> they're, sorry. They're, they're, uh, we're playing footsies. Uh, uh, their best pitcher is Dylan Bundy. Yikes. It's bad. It's real bad. It's ugly. Um, but, yeah, speaking of watching baseball, like Danny brought up, we're watching, Chinese, I guess, Chinese baseball. Yeah. They're playing baseball in China with empty stadiums. It was so funny. Like, the first row where people would sit, they put in cutouts of people. Oh, really? And one of them had a mask on. A cutout? Yeah. That's fun. It was really fun. But they were still playing music. Like, people were there. They had walk-up songs. And, you know. It was... What an interesting perspective for the players. Yeah. It'll be. Did they have them in the dugout? Were they social distance and everything? They were distance in the dugouts. Yeah. But they weren't, like, in the stands like that like was proposed a couple weeks ago. I just hope. You know, depending on when they go back, it'll be, you know, optimistically, if things, if we soft open the country May 1st or some parts of the country, right. when you have that, you know, ramp up period or whatever, mm-hmm. June 1 would be fun. June 1 would be cool be if we great. started playing baseball, right? Yeah. So that gives us June, July, August. I mean, it gives us a lot of time. I mean, what, are you looking at like a 120-game season at that period? Uh, you're, you got to remember there's going to be two weeks left of spring training. Yeah, the ramp-up. The ramp-up. So you got two weeks of spring training, and then what? You throw in another week, so that's three weeks. Yeah. You could start in July. There's no All-Star game. Yeah. Um, and then you just go in Arizona and Florida. Who had the All-Star game this Dodgers. year? Dodgers. They oh, renovated yeah. Chavez Ravine and everything. Man. Well, I mean, that stadium needed a Pull facelift up. anyway, but still. That sucks. That really sucks. But I don't know. I just, I love the idea of someone just completely losing their mind and batting like 415 for a short season. <laughs> right. Someone just comes in completely dialed in. Yeah. Like they, they needed the quarantine. They just meditated every day. Yeah. Mike Trout comes out and bats 450. God. On a shortened season. Oh, Castellanos hits 40 home runs and bats 300. Yeah. Mm. That would be so bonkers. Sorry, I'm coming. Uh, uh, at my bookie AG, not just a plug for one of our longest running sponsors, but our longest running sponsor. Yeah. But um, some of the prop bets will be fun. Yes, they will. Some of the prop bets when you're bet when you're betting on like over under player total home runs, mm-hmm. things like that. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, because I mean, for someone to come out and hit fifty home runs, that's basically hitting a home run every other game. Correct. That's like a historic, unbelievable run. Yeah, but people do lose their minds for two thirds of the season. Mm-hmm. They really do. Like that does happen. Well, if you look, if you like traditionally, like last year, you watch players get hot once it got hot outside. Yeah. So they'll immediately have that. They aren't. They aren't having that weird yeah, moment they come where they come out in the dog days of June. Right. 
that's perfect. Not like whether they've been uh, in, a, you know, they were in Arizona or Florida for, for March, and then April rolls around, and they're playing in the cold yeah. in fucking Cincinnati or Detroit. Yeah, fucking Chicago. It was cold today. Yeah, frigid. Frigid it cold. It was cold again. It was 29 degrees and last night. We were supposed night. to be playing. The Giants were supposed to be in town. My boy, tra- God. God. Would have gotten the treatment. That would have been fucking Tickets, awesome. Who knows, man? Because that's what happened uh, last year. Yeah. When we oh, went. yeah. Got to go see him and meet him and hang out and. Who, who knows? Yeah. But um, what is interesting with what Fauci said today about sporting events, it's just. What uh, say? So how we're going to release, there's going to be, people are going to go through, they're going to go through like a gating period where to see like, all right, you guys are good. Now you can enter phase one, which is like people can return to their office. They constantly are wiping down their counters. They're wearing masks. They're checking workplaces. They're checking, checking temperatures when they come in. Um, but like. He said, yeah, I can see sports happening this year with no fans. He's like, I can see that happening. And considering that they made a, you know, a, a committee to reopen the country, it was every commissioner in, of every major sport. Yeah. And Jerry Jones and Mark Cuban. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the billionaires. And the billionaires. That included Vince McMahon. Yeah. You know, the guy who's in charge of the WWE had a spot at the table. Well, because why? Because that shit that got moved in Florida, Florida about WWE being essential business. But they also laid off 12 wrestlers today. Really? One of them, Kurt Angle, who's been with them forever. He retired three years ago. Really? But, yeah, he was like a backstage guy, and they laid him off. He was making two, no, $6 million. Or, no, $2 million a year. $2 million. To just be a behind-the-scenes guy? Yeah. To like come out and be like, oh, I could come on, come on to the stage and come out to the ring and throw down for a minute as like a plot twist or something. Yeah. So I did some research on that. Why it's so easy for them to be able to do that, call it a quote, essential business. Um, and why the, the wrestlers haven't even budged. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. The average wrestler, your average wrestler makes five, no, it was $50,000 a year. The average wrestler. The average wrestler. You're Joe Schmo. Right. You're like low time guy who comes into the ring every once in a while, not yeah. like your superstar. Fifty grand. Fifty grand. The highest paid wrestler uh was Brock Lesnar. This is according to numbers in twenty seventeen. Those are the most updated I could find. Um if you guys are wrestling nerds and you want to tell me about it, please do. Please I, do. I need to be informed. Um was John um Cena? Brock Lesnar at twelve million. Yeah. A year. That's your top tier guy. Yeah, 12 mil a year. 12 mil. Isn't that wild to what's think? What's wild is that we live in a world where that's not a lot of money now. Yeah, let me pull this. That's what the fucking craziest thing is, is $12 million. That's wild. Here it is. Sorry, I was wrong. I forgot a zero. $500,000 per year. Okay. In 2018. Yeah, okay. Here we go. W, here's the Forbes. Um, here we go. Yeah. This is 2018, and John Cena made 10 million. In John Cena, if you would ask me, I would say John Cena made 25 million dollars last year. Right, he's so big, he's and he huge. probably did in other avenues, but right. still, Movies, like yeah. TV shows, commercials, Make a Wish Foundation, Make a Wish for sure. <laughs> Don't know if he's turning a profit over on those. Come on, they have to. Probably they have to. Why do the kids? Why do the kids always want to go to Disney? Because they're, Disney's making money off the Make a Wish. Yeah, it's just money laundering, dude. That's all it is. They're just washing each other's washing money. Washing it's a big washing machine. That's <laughs> where the kids end up afterwards. Vroom vroom. They just throw them in on a spin cycle. <laughs> We're making sure your wish came true, and ours did too. <laughs> this is not set to delicate. Fucking A, baby. Well, yeah. wrestling is essential, and but, it kind of was a dominoes that set off a bunch of stuff yeah. around. Oh, well, also, every other state and every other factor or sector of the market yeah. is like, we're essential too then. Yeah, that's kind of it. So, like, you kind of saw that door be propped over, open for, like, sporting, other sporting events to be able to sneak in. Um, but here's the difference otherwise, too. I asked my buddy Ricky, who I work with, I was like, he's a huge wrestling guy. I was like, hey, man. Head artist? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did the album cover. I was like, hey, man. Um, how many people does it take to run, say, one event? Yeah. I said, I was like, I think it's probably 50. He goes, I think you're really close. It takes about 50 people, including hair, makeup. Really? I would on- expect more. They have on-site barbers. 
I believe that. Uh, lighting, camera, ringside announcers. You would say 50. 50. Even the people <laughs> unloading the trucks. 50. That's a small overhead. Yeah, so that's easy to run in a small arena. Yeah. Now think about Major League Baseball. And what, it's a 26-man 20, twenty six man roster, right? Or 25-man roster. They're going to expand them. Probably they're going to have the full 40. They so should. That's 80 right there for two teams. Yeah. Plus your coaching staff, plus your trainers, plus your your front office, your smaller guys, your your uniform janitor. I forget exactly what that title is. No, no, bad boy. I know who, bad, I, everything, everything. Everything. So you, Usher, I mean, well, ushers won't gone. be a thing. So you're thinking between just a ballpark guess. What you're looking at 120 people just for one ball game. To one happen? game, yeah. Times that by what? So there's 32 teams. We'll say, split yeah. that in half. So it's a lot of people. 17, 16. Let's say 16. 16. It's 16. I'm a dumbass. Uh, um, so times that by 16. Yeah. That's crazy. It's a lot of people. That's a ton of people. And I can't even imagine what the NFL is going to have to do. And I'm not even being like some doomsday guy, but the second wave is a thing. And part of the reason of reopening the country is just to be able to get a handle on this second wave a little bit quicker when yep. it happens, because it will. Yep, it's inevitable. It's, a, it's, a, it's, the, it's, it's like the flu. Yeah. As in, it'll come back. That's what happened with the Spanish flu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, you know, Fauci's saying that, like, it's totally doable. Yeah. Yeah, I buy it. I believe it, but it's not going to be close to a new normal. I mean, it's not going to be close to a normal for until we get a vaccine. That's also what Fauci said today. Until we have a vaccine, we won't be back to normal until we can have normal sporting events, packed out arenas. Where if you get it, you just, yeah, the vaccine just keeps you from it. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to have to do? So say there's fans back in the stadium. Is there going to be someone like a, that's checking your ticket and also taking your temperature? Yeah. I mean, it's going to look real dystopian. It's going to look fucking scary. Weird. Like some I Am Legend shit. They're yeah. going to have a <laughs> scanner. They're going to put a laser in your retina. And it's going to come back, and you're going to get hauled off by people in hazmat suits. Exactly, and then throw it into a quarantine center at Great American Ballpark. I would love to be quarantined at the Gab. That'd be awesome. Yeah. What if they turn those boxes, like those sweet boxes, into quarantine centers? Yeah. So it's like, well, I guess I'm here. I just got to stay here. I guess it's another day of hot dogs and beer. <laughs> what a bummer. Bring me my mustard. Oh, excuse me. Can I get another Getta burger? And I'm feeling ill. Yeah, I'm feeling a little pickish. <laughs> Peakish. Pickish. Pick you stay love. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be wild, dude. Did you see what Kirk Cousins says? What, is is that, what he says? Uh, Kirk Cousins said, uh, he's like, I think it would be refreshing to have no fans in the stadium. Just play a game? Yeah, because I'm just playing. You know, we practice where there's no fans, so we're already used to that. Who cares? Then we don't have all the pageantry of the flames and cheerleaders and all that other stuff. It's just, it just the game. Out who can win the X's and O's? Yeah, yeah. Who can just win in a game of football? That rules. Yeah, I do. I don't hate that angle of it. No, I mean it's like it'll be also interesting to see because one of my favorite things about watching a sporting event is seeing somebody score a touchdown, hit a dinger, strike someone out with the game on the line, hit a hit a game with like. I love the thought of the adrenaline just pumping through your body when you do that in front of fifty, sixty thousand people. Yeah. I love the idea, like, of j- hitting a game winner and then jumping up on the table and just taking in an arena of people like you're a gladiator. Yeah, you know, or like the curtain call. If you crush someone across the middle in football and there's not sixty thousand people that are just beating their chest with you, how likely will you be to jump up and scream and pound your chest? Because I mean, most of that is just reacting to the people. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see. High level athletics played in front of an empty space. Yeah, they'll be like robots. Think they'll about just how do that. Fat, like how loud the pop of the mitt will be when someone's hitting ninety nine one hundred. Ooh, yeah, it'll be pretty cool. It'll be awesome. If someone hits an absolute dinger, man. You will just the bat will. It, Gino Suarez barrels one up. Oh. It will echo. Yeah, it will echo. God, that'll be awesome. Yeah, I mean that there there will be something very cool about it. Yeah, and like we'll be drunk. As close to being in the stadium as possible. Yeah. You know, we'll go and just walk around Riverfront. We'll just go and walk around that park and yeah. 
go and hang on the Johnny Bench statue and scream go Reds until the cops tell us to leave. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Yeah, no, that, I think that that sounds wonderful. But Fauci said, like, you know, you can have it happen. No fans. Put them in big hotels, surveillance them, constantly take temperatures and keep giving them tests and make sure they're still safe. But, yeah, we I, I can realistically see it happen. Yeah. So, but, God. I mean, watching the Chinese baseball on Tuesday and not hearing fans there. Yeah. And also commentating in a different language. I'm not really listening. It's just so surreal. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. I had I had zero vested interest in any of the teams. I was just not, excited. Didn't know a single player. None. Didn't even know what they were talking about. Even the radar gun was in kilometers per meter. I'm like, I whatever. Yeah. And then once we did the math, like Danny just said, the guy was topping out at 88. That's insane. 88. That's just one one guy topped out at 89.7. There's like 30% of major league pitchers have a changeup. Luis Castillo. That is 91. Yeah. (laughs) That's so wild. But, uh, but like just hearing the sounds and everything and just really honed it on the, I loved it. Yeah. I was like, I'm about this. This is Just the ASMR of baseball. Oh. Baseball's ASMR is among the best. Oh, yeah. I mean, did you say... There's leather and rawhide and wood and dirt and grass Mm. and sliding. Screams. Yeah, popcorn, burps. Mm. There's a lot of good ASMR. We're going to hear some some major leaguers. We're going to hear guys just screaming from the dugout, cussing out everybody. Like, you won't miss a thing. It's going to be beautiful. God, it's going to be awesome. And one of the things that Passon said, like, a couple weeks ago that I hope is still on the table... Is that all the play? Like, there's players, certain players that are mic'd Mike up. come up, just like they do with spring They're training. Just gonna be looking. There's gonna be no fans catching a foul ball. There's gonna be no one wearing a funny shirt. There's gonna yep. be no one holding the sign. Yep. No kiss cam. There's gonna be absolutely nothing. And then the play by play in a baseball is kind of hard enough. They're pulling for strings anyway. Yeah. They're gonna have to. Yeah. Just mic up the pitcher. Yeah. That'll be so Mike cool. Mike up the pitcher. Just have him have Trevor Bauer just out there muttering to himself. Oh. And just have a guy on the beat button just ready. Yeah, on that three-second delay. Or just let Trevor Bauer say fuck on SportsCenter. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who gives a fuck anymore? Yeah, they. I mean, come on. The kid's parents have heard him scream before. be upset before. about language? You just had to tell your, your kid that they had to stay inside for six weeks because... The big bad virus it might end the fucking you know what I'm saying like right don't be desensitized be desensitized to things now exactly don't get caught up no you know what I'm saying yeah let it ride don't get caught up someone tells a joke I plan on coming out fucking swinging and oh stand me up. too I was already filthy on the live stream last week yeah last yeah, week yeah but like I'm just gonna let it fucking ride who cares anymore yeah absolutely here's my genuine thoughts and opinions if you think that they're not for you and you think that they might be gross I'm not sorry yeah that's Whatever. This is my art. We're alive. Eat my ass. Yeah, I'm allowed to do this again. We, Finally, we I made I was it. Kill myself. No shit. God. No. No more pussyfooting around. Billy and Lee raw dogging it. Yeah, getting really nasty. Do you hear that, babe? We're, Lee and I are gonna raw dog it. Yeah, she's fucking ready. <laughs> yeah. She wants it. She's man. horned up. Yeah, she can't fucking wait for yeah. it. Ooh, she's doing the shimmy shake. She's wiggling. Love it. Wiggle, first lady. Hell she's, yeah. She's making her sleepy time tea. Oh yeah. She's got her sleep narcotics. They're Dude, I have been kind of tripping my balls off off melatonin. Yeah. Dude. Melatonin gummies got your boy fucking blasted. Yeah, gummy. Uh, Whole Foods. Okay. Not not cheap, but they're so good. Yeah. You eat two of them, and then you just, like, trip balls in your dreams. Like, the yeah. super vivid dreams. They're, like, fun. Yeah. I had a dream on on the tone that uh i was in a clint eastwood directed movie oh yeah about enron but it was saved by the guy with the fake legs and tiger king oh man yeah it was wild you had a day it was i had a night dude god enron was saved by the guy who lost his legs man that was one of my favorite characters is they just showed him and they let him talk for like 20 seconds before he said, yeah, a lot of people thought I lost my legs to tigers. And then it was something yeah. even more absurd. It was like polio. Yeah, he was like, I lost my legs in a zip lining accident. It's like, oh, okay. Cool. Well, at least hop in there with the tigers there, stubs. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. That's so wild. 
Did you yeah. watch the new one with Joel McHale? Yeah, it was great. Is it good? So we watched that. <laughs> Does it like scratch the itch? I mean, I just yes. feel like it. Yeah, it on Zoom. Yeah, exactly. And Joel McHale scratched the itch. Where I was like, "Oh my god, all of Community is on Netflix." Ooh, yeah. We're we powered through, and we're on the fifth season. I've recently dipped back into Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock's fantastic. It's just so enjoyable. Tracy Morgan is a god. Yes, he's so fucking funny. And dude, you want to talk about letting it loose? Tra- dude, they said some wild shit in the first couple seasons of Thirty Rock. Yeah, they did. Season one of Thirty Rock's oh four. Yeah. 2004. That's crazy. Yeah, it, yeah, that's 15 years ago. More. Uh, what, Community first season was 2009? That's wild. And they were, like, making jokes. Of, they were just saying gay. Like, yeah. Oh, that's gay. Yeah. You know, you've got Ken, uh, Ken Jeong being Chang in the back just going, gay? Yeah. We're yeah. like, you couldn't do that on TV now. Uh-uh. No way. And you see him appropriate get later. canceled. Yeah, which... They ended up doing and going to Yahoo, but not yeah. because of that. Uh-huh. That whole story of that show's wild. Community? Was that yeah. The, yeah, the, with Chevy Chase, yeah. Childish Gambino, yeah, Allison Joel Brie, yeah. uh Jillian yeah. Jacobs, who rule they all rule the cast is just bananas. Um, but how Chevy sent Dan Harmon a voicemail basically quitting, calling Dan Harmon a fat, lazy pig who was an asshole who didn't know anything about comedy. He was a piece of ri- piece of shit who was super fucking racist. Oh, it's so good. I'll play it for you after he this. He called Dan Harmon a racist? Yeah, because Chevy's a racist in the show. Like, he's just an old boomer, like a fringe, one of those fringe boomers who's still, like, super racist and has no filter. But doesn't think he is. Right. Thinks he is. he's woke, which is ironically probably what Chevy Chase is. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, Chevy's He's notoriously an one of the worst people in Hollywood. Right, such an asshole. So. Do you read that thread of uh, Ellen getting dragged? Dude, that ruled. So much. That fake piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, I worked with Greg Fitzsimmons, who wrote for her for years, and he signed an NDA, so he can't, like, say anything, say anything, but right. he allegedly has told me a lot of stories about sure. how she is a bitch. Oh, I can't wait to hear those. Yeah, it's wild. That Well, like, the best part was that person who was, like, she had a bowl of gum outside of her office, and you had to put it in, and if your breath still stank, she yelled at you and made you leave. Picked a new person every day to yell at just to yell at him. That's so wild. Right. And if you had a slight body odor or anything that discomforted her, discomfort her, she made you pack up and go home for the day and yelled at you the whole way out. Because you smelled wrong. Wrong. Correct. Not necessarily bad. But even. just wrong. God damn. That ain't right, son. Yeah. Ellen, you're getting taken down a peg. Yeah. Take her down a peg my or favorite, peg her too. Yeah. My favorite is uh, all of the... Pictures of the side-by-side of the Ellen set with Epstein Island. No. It's so funny, dude. They, <laughs> they are decorated exactly the same. Oh. It's a very, very fun conspiracy theory. Like, the Ellen set and Jeffrey Epstein's Fuck Island are decorated, like, the exact same. <laughs> Palm trees, blue and white stripes, gold dome. Kids in cages. Yeah, 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 exactly. Kids getting screamed at. <laughs> are you looking that up, Leisha? No, I'm... Okay, I'm mom, looking it up. My mom wants me to play Words with Friends with her, so I'm going to read that later. Nice. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres, Jeffrey yeah, Epstein, Epstein Island. Island. Oh, fuck, this is going to be great. So funny. This is going to be fun. This is going to be funny for just us. Or I'll post <laughs> Let me see this thing. Oh, that's so fucking perfect. <laughs> just like this, so many it's of them. It's so spot on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Makes me laugh, dude. Makes you think she went there. Jeffrey Epstein's alive behind the <laughs> ice wall in Antarctica. <laughs> Is that your conspiracy theory now? I hope so, man. You think, he, you think he's alive? Probably. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Too rich, had too many strings. Too, too rich, too many strings, too important. Too much, just yeah. complete and total blackmail on everyone. We should just turn this into a conspiracy theory podcast. And just always, sweep everybody under the rug. They like talk about baseball for ten minutes and then just go. Did you hear about this? Anyway, yeah, Full Ellen's a lizard. <laughs> well, she's a Liz lesbian. She's a lesbian. A huge lesbian. That's funny. <laughs> I like that. You should tweet that. I should tweet that. In the wild, wild west where nothing matters. That was good. Thanks. I've been working on it. I've had time to practice. I'm watching Quantum of Solace tomorrow. Dude, 
It's so good. It is one of my favorite movies ever. Really? Yeah, I love Quantum of Solace. That's a fun one because it's. I so I mean, I'm different. not. I I don't know the Bond like uh, you know history like you do, mm-hmm. but I mean, I start. I watched the Connerys and the Pierce Brosnans. Yeah, and I mean James Bond. He rules. He's a fucking man's man. So, which ones have you guys watched so far? Uh, none of them. None. Yeah, no. I'm just. I just Quantum of Solace. It's like. You know, if you you don't want to show somebody like an old movie right off the bat if sure. they don't get it, so just lure them into the the story of it. Let me give you a recommendation. What do you got? Go Casino Royale first, okay? Because Quantum of Solace oh, is a direct yeah. sequel. Yeah, the you're only right. time they've ever done that. Yeah, so she'll be lost. Like, what's going on? Yeah, for sure, it doesn't stand alone. Yeah, so for sure, Casino Royale. What are the whispers about the new one? Is it is it going to be like a Jane Bond? Is it going to be a lady? So the thing is, is like he retires and disappears. And then so his double O is given away to a lady. So there's a double O seven who's a lady. Okay. That's cool. I'm down. I'm down with it. Um, I don't know if you saw. I saw this because, of course, I did. Uh, IMDb made a bracket and people voted on what was the best James Bond movie of all time. Oh, really? And And the winner was Casino Royale. Really? Yeah. Not a huge shocker? No. There were some upsets earlier where I was like, mm, I don't buy that. how I feel about that? I don't like that. Did it go up against like an old one? Yeah. Well, not too old, which is crazy. It went up against Goldeneye. Really? Which, yeah. And mm, it's, it's a good one. It's fun. It's, it's good. Big explosions and stuff. Well, it sets up Pierce and like it's the, be- it's the most well-written one. I did like Pierce Brosnan. God, that he was really he was so. I've had this conversation before with people. It's like Pierce Brosnan was not his best Bond in Goldeneye, but that was the best script he got. Yeah, his best Bond was when uh, Die Another Day. Yeah, it was the worst script he ever got. Die Another Day was so bad. bad. Yeah, it's so bad. It's good. I mean, Madonna does the theme song. Fucking Madonna sucks my butt. (laughs) She's crazy. She's she's in the movie as a jousting teacher. Uh, no, fencing. Sorry, fencing teacher. Um, oh, my God, it gets so much worse. He gets captured in North Korea with conflict diamonds, and they blow up, and the henchman is just half his face is oh, covered diamonds. in diamonds. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And he gets stopped during his gene replacement surgery, so now he's just like this this pale fucking... Monster, diamond monster. Yeah, who's, uh, what is it? What is that? Uh, albino monster with yeah. his veins poking out. It's like, yeah, dang. gross. It's stupid. I don't buy it. It's bad. In a satellites in space controlled by these, where the, the reflectors that create this laser beam are generated from the conflict diamonds. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. James Bond takes apart a water ski, takes one of the skis, and rides a giant fucking 50-foot wave in Antarctica, or like, Iceland, on it, and it's CGI'd so bad. Like a surfboard? It, yeah, it's <laughs> with a parachute behind him, like just paragliding. It's pretty gliding. bad. It's awful. Trying to think of something to recommend for you to watch. Have you seen Mid Nineties yet? No, I need to watch that. Please still. watch it. You guys would just dig it. We need to watch Mid Nineties. It's a good feel good. Um, Vice is on Prime. Yeah, I need to watch that. Yeah, still. I haven't seen Vice. I would love to watch Vice. You should watch Vice. Yeah, that's the call. So, uh, also Vice Principles. I've heard that's great on HBO. I need to watch that. Yeah, Danny McBride. Yeah, hard to beat. Hard to beat Danny, especially you know Eastbound and Down. And you know who was down in Game Four. The Cincinnati Reds. We were down and we stayed down. Man, we jumped out bottom first. We got we got two on them on Luis Taint. Yeah, Luis Taint. They they ran him out there again for game four, and he threw another complete game. Complete game, nine innings, four hits. We lost five to four, and he threw hundred and sixty three pitches in his second complete game. That's insane. It is truly insane. The man also had so many arm slots where he would throw his pitches. Yeah, he was just making it up out there. I was wild. And he was so good. Yeah, he really was. He pitched for contact, too. Like, I think there was also Nining's pitch, nine hits, four runs. Yeah. Four strikeouts. Yeah. Like, you would see now a line of, like, look at Sonny Gray, like, five and two-thirds, 98 pitches, Three hits. Nine Ks. Yeah, yeah. nine, 12 yeah. Ks. Yeah, exactly. Something wild. But now you just see, you just look back and these guys were just horses just out there throwing. Yeah, man, it was so wild. Some of the scenarios that Tiant found himself in, he would have just 100% been pulled yeah. by today's standards. And they just kept their tank out there. They just kept him out there. 163 pitches. That is so wild. And he throws game six, too. Yeah, 
And on top of that, the Reds used five pitchers that game. Yeah. Yeah, well, we who did we throw out there first? Fred Norman. Greg Norman. Greg Norman. Greg Norman, the great shark. Yeah, the great shark. Yeah. Greg did. Norman. Greg Norman. And Phil Collins. Yeah, and Phil Collins was out there. Yeah. But, no, I mean, he kind of got touched up, so we came out and got two runs in the bottom of the first, mm-hmm. and then it was nil-nil, nil-nil, and then the top of the fourth, Yeah, they scored, they hung up a five spot on us. Yeah. Off of three pitchers. Yikes. And then we came back and scored... Two more. Well, it also wasn't all the pitchers' fault. I mean, there was that error by by the big dog Tony yeah. Perez at first. Yeah, that swing and bunt. Yeah, and um, who else? There was that bad throw from Davey to the yeah. third base that just slid on by. Yeah, to to uh, to keep the you know to let the run go home and stay at third. I mean, it was just Cesar Geronimo played a hell of a center field. Yeah, he did. He, he was, was pretty so damn good. Fast. Yeah. Just knew how to read the ball. It, it, what I found was crazy. So Louis Tiant pitching, he's throwing, at this point in the series. Game, yeah. we're about to watch Game Five next week. He's two and zero with two complete game wins. He's also been on base both games. Yeah, as a guy who's had like five at bats all fucking season, he's he got a single. He yeah. he got a hit in the game that we watched tonight, Game Four. Yeah, and then scored in the fourth inning, which ended up being the game winning run. That's insane. He's, he pointed the fifth run. Remember when he just jumped over that ball? Yeah, no, was he was like nimble. He was out there playing. God, he is just a guy. He you know one of the color commentaries commentators said it, but like he is just a guy that. All, shit just happens to. Yep. If he happens to get on base, that's kind of an anomaly in itself. Then he's out there. He has to jump over the ball. Then he, you know, everything is just like an event with him. Yeah. He's just a flamboyant guy, man. He's like Bartolo Colon. Fucking love Louie. He was the big, he was the OG big sexy. But the, you know, the batch just went cold for too long and they couldn't get over that hump, even though they had an opportunity and they called. What was so weird about that with, with, uh, with what Pete, Pete was at th- no. Pete was at third. Who was at second? Or was Geronimo at third? Pete was at second, and Griffey was up to bat. And it looked like they called a hit and run. Yeah, it was not a pretty. Uh-uh. And he just flied out, just flied out to the first baseman. Yeah. So overall, I mean, it was kind of a bummer. A little bit slower of a game compared to Game Three. Game Three was great. But the the I mean we were out there like manufacturing making some plays. That's how we scored in the first run, in first inning. Yeah, is Griffey smacked one to the left center field gap, but it was a hit Double and run. Pete. And Pete was standing up at home plate. He could have scored from yeah. he could have scored from home plate. Yeah, he was at first. Yeah, yeah, he was at first hitting and running. Yeah. So by the time he hits the ball, Pete's five steps away from second base. He could have walked yeah. into home plate. And also, what could have might have if you add it all up, cost us the game was that Griffey stretched that double and tried to get into a triple. Yeah, and got exactly. And got yeah. It is so weird when you're watching a baseball game or really any sports game, I, I guess, where you know the outcome. Mm-hmm. Every little thing that doesn't happen, you're like, "Wow, that could have just completely changed everything." Yep, just right there. That that one mistake, the human error that is involved in the umpiring. We've talked about it every game. It's bad. It's bad. It's dog shit. The zones behind the plate are straight up bad. Yeah, they just keep calling everything outside. There hasn't been anything egregious on the base paths. In fact, most of the bang bang plays that we've seen, it looks like they've gotten them right. Yeah. And it's kind of nice not having the replay. Yeah, like the seven angles, and if, then you're like, oh, if, well. if you're a f- if you're watching a game and you're cheering for the team that's hitting, and there's a bang bang play at first base. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it does feel good when they show you the replay over and over, and he was in fact out, but it keeps you know you stay with the safe call. Yeah, but that doesn't really happen anymore. No. So now it's just like let the ball lay, let the people let them rest. Yep. Let us play. Take your time. Yeah. So. And it gives, uh, but with all those angles, it gives the color commentators more things to talk about. Yeah, exactly. So, and they can just keep going with back then. They're like, oh, you've repeated yourself four times. Yeah. And just, yeah, no, I kind of enjoy it. I kind of just like, it's, it's like, it's like playing without fans. We're talking about how that would return us to like, yeah, it's the purity of the game. This, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, there was a stadium full of fans, but there wasn't. There were no analytics, sabermetrics, replays, yep. this, that, and the other. Just guys with a too big of bats <laughs> hitting fastballs that weren't coming in that fast. Right. This is kind of cool. It was really cool. Yeah, I like. I'm thoroughly it. enjoying this. Yeah, I mean, some of our biggest studs, when you think of the Big Red Machine, aren't coming through this World Series so far. No, Morgan was three for thirteen. 
Perez is like two for 14. Yeah. He's barely getting the bat off his shoulders. Pete's not – he hasn't – no ribbies. I mean, he's got on base a couple yeah. times. He was he's, like five for 13. Yeah, he's doing a pretty good job as far as like extending at bats and things like that. Yeah. He's good in the leadoff hole. Yeah. Just yeah. getting on. He had a, a walk that was huge. Yeah, it's fun to watch. I mean, it's fun to watch George Foster get on and steal a base and have those sideburns. and <laughs> Have no. those sideburns. No, nah, it's cool. It's really cool. I'm a big fan. So game five, we go back to Boston. No. No. No, it's still at Riverfront. Yeah, yeah. one more at Riverfront than two at Fenway. Yeah, and we got we to gotta, we gotta win game seven on the road. How wild is that? Pretty impressive. I'm so excited to watch it. I can't wait. And we'll have Danny Boy over at Game 6. Yeah. Oh, one of the best baseball games of all fucking time. It's huge, man. It's great. Uh, what do you... Uh, let's round third and head for home. What do you want to plug Let's round third and head for home. So let's assume that May 1st is a soft, soft opening, right? right. Let's assume. May 4th, Monday, hub. Yeah. Let's hope. Open mic. You might not be able to come, but if you can, just know that it might happen. It might happen. Um, next Monday is the 20th, March tw- or April 20th. Oh, 420. Chill, bra. Oh. Me and Billy are going to be down in front of the hub. It'll be tight. Doing that. It's a three-year anniversary of the, of the bar. And uh, come down and watch that on Instagram. It'll be fun. Yeah, it will be fun. Be a great time. com. buy a Go Banana shirt, buy a Hub shirt. Yep. And coming out Saturday, buy a Fireside shirt. Hell yeah. And uh, at Venmo, if you want to throw some money towards comics, it's at Cincinnati Comedy. Yep. What Pretty do you got, easy. Bill? Uh, May 15th will be the album drop. Bop. Bop, bop, bop. With, uh, you can be, you'll be able to listen to it on any platform that you choose, literally any of them, and you can buy it on iTunes. So if we get 30 people to buy it, I could be number one on iTunes, and no one could take that credit from me. Yeah, we uh, could do that. We could easily do that. Um, so there's going to be some fun promotional materials coming out for that. Some might say that they're a little furry. <laughs> they are pretty furry. Pretty furry. It'll be fun. Um, also, if it happens, May 15th would also be... Neon Cat. Right. So I would just make it my album release show. That would be so sick. It would be awesome. Yeah, i call hosting. Deal. So then, because I'll headline it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, there we go. If it happens. We'll see what happens with the rest of the country, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and maybe comedy could come back. Just stay posted, guys. Just stay on it. Uh, Let me think what else. If I have anything. No, just Cincy shirts. Buy all of our friends' shirts that are online. Fucking do that. Go do it. Follow us individually on Instagram. Keep in touch. Yeah. Send me a message. Say, how you doing? Or, hey. How you holding up? How you holding up? How oh, you holding up? Also, hop on. When we go live, a few people have been coming on with us. Yeah, it's fun. It's been a blast. If anything else, just to, for you to pop in, share the screen, say what's up. It's good to see people's faces and hear, hear people's voices. Yeah. So, so uh, hey, baby. Things are looking up. Woo! Love you, Bill. Love you, too. And, as always, go Red Legs. Stay nasty. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts.